Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Okay, we own. We're back with another episode of the Best Life Podcast. Y'all, it is the best life. And 2020 can just kiss my ass, but also it's still the best life. It is. It is. Like, it's the worst and the best. It's Earlier in the year, I was like, 2020, people are saying it's terrible. I was like, it can't beat 2016 for me, 2017. But it's globally the worst Globally, though, we always like joke that every year at the end of the year, some there's always people on social media who are like, wow, this was the worst year ever. This is the most I've ever struggled. And like, I remember that was like for sure me in like 2015, 2016. And then, like, in recent years, I've been like, I don't know, like things are pretty fucking good. And then we're back. And now I think everyone can agree <laughs> that 2020 is the collective worst year. It's the collective worst. Well, what is so amazing is, again, when I, we were talking about my mom's stuff, it's like in the middle of the worst, you can find these little, I don't know, beams of light or something. And I think that's what we have to hold on to. Oh, my God. Otherwise, yeah. we'll be insane. Yeah, we do. And one of the amazing, like one of the one of those bright spots for you has been, um, you know, doing something that was really uncomfortable for you, but really helped out your mom quite a bit and helped out the family quite a bit, which was putting together a GoFundMe for her medical bills, which tons of surgeries and tons of procedures and tons of scans and all of that kind of stuff. And this is literally like hundreds of, if not thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and it was really amazing to see so many people who, and, you know, looking at like the GoFundMe kind of donation list, it was really cool to see so many people, uh, what lives that you have touched, right? Like, I mean, sure, there was plenty of people on there who knew her, but I would say the majority of the people donated because they had a relationship with you. So yeah. that just goes to show how how much work and goodwill that you have put out in the world with people, you know, whether or not it's like a friend or an acquaintance or something, it's like, or just a client of yours, a previous client, someone who follows you on social media, like so many amazing people showed up for your, you, your family because of you. And that hopefully gave you a really good feeling inside. It was so unbelievably humbling to see people show up. And I know it was like, most of the people didn't know my mom, you know, they don't know my mom at all. And I know that they were helping me. And it was one of those things where I've been blown away by people's generosity, by their thoughts, by their words. And, you know, I kind of said it was hard for me to put that up. Um, You know, then the first night in the hospital, the first night I took my mom to the ER. And like I said, at the beginning, she wouldn't go. A big reason is because of money and bills. And she wouldn't go to the ER because it would cost a lot. So when they took her for the scan, the woman who does the billing happened to come in and she said, Hey, um, this is going to be $500. Do you think she'll be able to pay it? And I was like, no, I know she doesn't. I'm not even sure she would have $500 in her bank account. And so I was glad she was gone. I said, I'll take care of it. So I paid it. And I texted my brother, and I, I told him, you know, what was going on? And he goes, cool, like, we'll take care of things too. And so we were kind of already discussing how we would take care of bills. This was even before we uh, even found out that she had the tumor. And 
I know her deductibles are really high and I know there's going to be scans and she was stressed before this even happened because she had just had a lump removed from her armpit that we had no idea what it was yet. So it turns out that lump was also melanoma. We just didn't even know before this happened. So she had a $1,500 bill that was due and she was stressing about that already. And so I knew she was going to be so stressed about the finances. And like I said, in the last episode, my brother and I were willing to come up with it, but because it's also October, November, those deductibles go by calendar year. So we would have to come up with $7,500, $8,000 or more. And then when January hits, we've got to do it all over again. So it's a big chunk all at once. He's got a family of six. I'm trying to move into an apartment. We have no furniture. Like we've got a lot of things. If we're going to move out, we're going to have to furnish an entire place. So it's like, there's so much going on. And so I had people messaging me at this point already going, hey, is there anything I could do to help? Is there anything I could do to help? And it's one of those things where, like if I, I always see people, I've, I've seen people at, you know, at weddings asking for money instead of gifts or something. And so there's certain times where I think it's tacky to ask for money, you know? Um, and I was talking about this to Jeff and he said, you know, of anything like this is what GoFundMes are for, you know, this is why they're set up. And I went to the GoFundMe page and there were so many medical ones on there. And as I was looking at them, I thought, you know, you're right. Like this is, and this is where people do want to help and they do want to give because there's people in other states and they can't do anything. And there's really nothing you can do. The doctors are going to do it all. Um, we're here and so many people wanted to help. And it, I, finally convinced myself and realized that this was a way that I could allow people to help. And I set it up and I had people reach out and actually thank me saying, thank you for giving us a way to help you. And so I felt good about that, but my bigger concerns were people were going to judge me for it. Um, one of my aunts said that she was embarrassed that I put the picture of that I put online of my mom and she can't believe I did it. And she was embarrassed and I, I felt guilty for a minute. And then I got this one message, a DM that I'm going to read and this one really, well, uh, you guys will get to hear it. So a woman messaged me on Instagram who I don't follow. She said, with utmost respect, Danny, but why can't you pay your own mother's medical bills being as successful as you are? I know this question might implicate judgment, but there is none. I've been following you and Jill for years. It just doesn't make any sense. Sending you and your family love and light. <laughs> and I was just like, she starts off with utmost respect. Why can't you pay your own mother's medical bills? I, it, <laughs> I was so like, in that moment, it was probably the day after her surgery, after I had all this news, I'd been up crying for like two days straight, not eating anything. I'm like, how on earth can somebody reach out and question anything I'm doing right now, not being in my shoes? How can somebody question anything and not know the whole story, not know how 2020 has affected my life because every speaking gig I've had canceled, every trap, I mean, there's so many things that have happened in 2020. My dad's been unemployed, had unemployment going on this year. Like we, my, uh, Jeff and I had been offering to help them with their rent. Like they don't know our financial situation, what we're doing to help them, anything. And I'm like, why would you send a message like this <laughs> to someone in their worst time? Right. And it's a complete stranger with like so much judgment and like the biggest assumptions ever. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, that like, to me, it's like several things that I want to say about it, but like, to me, that is, um, 
it is like the height of arrogance to assume that you know and like or feeling even as though she deserves to know why yeah. you know like there was a lot of just to me it's an assumption to be like like that's just the most private sort of like thing to ask somebody and on your it like and also from like an energetic perspective like you getting that with all of your own sensitivities around putting the GoFundMe up, like that's where I go. Like, and I'm not big onto like the universe and this and that, but like, that's not by accident, right? Like that just is mm -hmm. the, the, like, that was the thing that you didn't want that you that were scared of maybe someone sending you is that because it's like, sh I knew I shouldn't have asked for help because look what happens. Right. And you could have easily done that too. So how did you exactly. kind of work through that? Exactly. I mean, that was exact. I think that was the one thing, probably the exact thing as funny as it is, uh, like the exact thing that I would be afraid of that people would think. And I got it. I think I was actually sitting with you when I got it. And <laughs> I was humiliated, embarrassed, angry, wanted to strangle her, Shocked. wanted to, yeah. then wanted to defend myself and give all the reasons why. And I ended up writing out this whole, I actually didn't tell you this. I wrote this whole response and I sent it and I kept waiting for her to see it, waiting for her to see it. And then it, like a day and a half went by, she didn't see it. And I unsent it. And I was like, you know what? I just needed to write it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I unsent it. So she never saw it. Um, but you know how I handle, you know, it's one of those things like now I can recognize it for like, it wasn't about me, but I can recognize it for a, a lesson for me um, and how to just go people are going to assume what they're going to assume. They don't need to know anything. Um, and not having to defend myself. I guess that was why I finally realized and I unsent the message. I was like, I don't need to defend or explain anything. You know, if maybe she's not from this, from the USA and has medical bills covered and doesn't realize that things like this can literally, I have already filed bankruptcy for medical bills when I was 23 years old because I was hospitalized for a month. So I know at that point, my medical bills were a quarter of a million dollars. I can guarantee my moms are going to be close to a million dollars for everything that she went through. So I don't know who has, even if I had a million dollars in my bank account, I'm sorry, but as a financially savvy person, it wouldn't be wise for me to take my money and just give it to her for medical bills. Not only that is sometimes money is tied up in properties. Monies are tied up in different things. It just, it's very ridiculous to assume even very successful people. I mean, we could even look at Ellen, Oprah, who knows, they might not have cash on hand. There could be money tied up in a lot of different ways. Um, when somebody has a high net worth, that doesn't mean that they have liquid assets in their bank account and money just ready to go. So it's, for me, it was a great lesson in just recognizing that, you know, when you're in the public and you set out to do something, people are going to have their own perspective and realizing I don't have to defend myself to somebody I don't know. Um, my aunts were harder. They were actually tricky because they were family. Mm -hmm. And for family, it's, it's family, you know, but ultimately I felt empowered by you, by Jeff, by the, by when I told my dad and I did tell my mom, she was so grateful and she felt so much peace. And that was the confirmation that I needed is that I took the stress off my dad. I took the stress off my brother, took the stress off myself, took the stress off my mom. And she needed that to heal. 
the financial stress on top of whatever she's going on with her brain and all of that was not going to help. And I need the stress taken off of me so I could focus on being here and helping her. My dad needed the stress off him so he could just do his job. My brother needed the stress off of him. And so it just felt very selfish to send a message like that. But I had to go through my own rationalizations to like justify it to me. Yeah, to figure out like kind of what you want to say. It's one of those things where, and and that's so interesting. Yeah, because you had sent me the response before you sent it. So I could like kind of look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that you kind of were like, well, why am I even defending myself really? Like, you know, like she's going to decide and believe whatever she wants to believe. It was funny. It reminded me a little bit, or just when you said that, it kind of reminded me of years ago when I first sort of found out that my ex-husband was like, maybe kind of like maybe seeing this woman that he was with. And like, I didn't know the extent of it. And when he kind of got caught at the beginning, he like vowed to like never talk to this woman again. And like, I'll never, and if I ever see her, I'll let you know. And like all this kind of stuff. And I was working through a lot of my own stuff. This is when I started reading Byron Katie's work and really doing a lot of personal development. And six months later, I remember I actually emailed the woman I might have told the story before, but I actually emailed the woman and I was like, hey, just so you know, I know things happen at some time, but like, just so you know, I forgive you and, you know, no hard feelings. And, and I remember just feeling like so good about it myself. Cause I was like, oh, like, I'm just gonna, I'll, you know, I'm like this really like, you know, like evolved person. I'm like going to be the bigger person in this situation. And I remember like sitting back and like waiting for her to just be like so grateful to like have my forgiveness. She responded back like a couple of days later and she just goes, hey, Jill. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes things just happen. And that's just like what it is. And it was like this such like this dismissive. Dismissive. But I but because I was so like upset by her response that told me that I still was trying to get something like I was still trying to like defend or I was still trying to control the situation. I was still trying to like you know, be seen a certain way. And I remember at the time telling, I had worked with this like kind of emotional sort of mentor and I was telling him about it. And we were talking like every week and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to tell you. I'm like this bigger person. I'm like forgiving her. And like, aren't you so proud of me? And I'll never forget what he said. He goes, if you were really over it, you would have felt zero need to send that message. If you were really over it, you would have felt zero need to send that message. And I was like, fuck, I was like, you're right. You know, cause that's the thing is like, you are, you truly are over that sensitivity. Yeah. Don't feel the need to like send, I'm not saying this is exactly your scenario, yeah. but like, remember that feeling. And like, it sounds like you kind of came to that realization too, of like, okay, this is actually like me trying to like write all the points and like justify is like not really ever going to change her. Like that would be for you. Yeah. So, just write it in a journal. Like I could have written in a journal, you know, I forgive you and like whatever. And like, just, I don't know, done my own work. And I remember when he said that and I was so pissed because he was right. (laughs) I was like, damn, that's good. No, it's so true. I mean, I spent like, I spent a couple of days just trying to figure out how to respond. And like Jeff wrote a response and I was like, no, I don't like yours. I need a different response. And then I sent it and I was just waiting. I was like, I just want her to see this and like feel bad for what she said. And, And then she didn't see it. And the next morning she hadn't seen, or it was just a few, it was a few hours. Maybe I just kept checking, kept checking. And finally I was just like, why am I justifying to this woman? I don't even know. And then, then I started to actually feel a different way. I was like, I read it again in a different tone. And I was like, maybe she wasn't. And ultimately it was really 
passive aggressive i was like maybe she was just fucking tacky like like just not needed i was like maybe she was just being genuine like maybe she was being genuinely curious and just didn't understand but even curiosity can be like unjustified right like, yes you yeah. know it's like yeah and I, but to your point when you do have a public sort of you know image or you have an audience or something you know we went through this when we were going through divorce people just are nosy and they can't help themselves we would get so many messages being like I know it's none of my business but yeah and then yeah. they would ask the question anyway it's like you just they can't like help themselves you know so maybe this woman was just like Yes, genuinely just, curious. However, just ask yourself, right? Maybe she should yeah. write it in a journal. Like <laughs> yes. just maybe she should wonder. Yes, exactly. To herself. Yeah. And you know, too, there is the piece of recognizing the state that I was in when I saw it, you know? So I was like, okay, maybe I was just in a heightened state and I was extra sensitive. Maybe she wasn't meaning, you know, she said no judgment. And I was like, that sounds really Judgy. judgy yeah <laughs> but uh you know i was going well maybe 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 uh give her the benefit of the doubt and ultimately what it really come down to is even if it was taken the way i did take it which i think it was the way i just didn't feel the need to justify to her anymore i was going you know what if 2020 didn't affect her the way it affected everyone else financially she must have had an amazing year obviously it was perfect she must not have any recognition that medical bills are insane, then I'll leave her in her little bubble. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it is one of those things where I think for all of us, you know, when maybe we send messages like that to people, family or strangers, like ask ourselves, what are we really trying? Like, I, I don't know what she was actually trying to get out of that or prove to herself or, you know, why she would ask such a thing. Um, and then asking myself, like, why am I so triggered and why do I feel the need to justify her? And it was because it was a, something I was sensitive about and worried about. And then ultimately, you know, I said, would I do anything different? Would, would I take it down after she said that? And I was like, no, I'm not going to take it down because it did help. And when I told my mom after getting out of surgery, she bawled from gratitude. And that was the confirmation that I needed that she doesn't have to worry. And there's still times where, you know, before we found out her prognosis, she was, if I have to have chemo and if I have to get these treatments, I'm not going to do it. I can't afford it. And I can just remind her mom, remember all these people donated is all covered. It's covered this year, next year. So 2022, I don't know what to tell you, but we're covered for this year. (laughs) So just to remind her that she doesn't have to make a decision life or death because she can't afford her medical bills. And that alone was worth me being uncomfortable putting it out there. And to be honest, it was a huge, I don't know, um, feeling of appreciation for me that so many, I don't even really know the word, that people thought so much of me or appreciated me to be so generous to some to my mother who they haven't met. And that was just just humbling. That's the only word I could think of is very humbling. So, you know, I don't know, everyone's going to have their opinions. And ultimately, I got to remember, people are going to judge you no matter what, no matter how much success you have, no matter what you don't have. Nobody knows the whole picture. They're not around you. They don't understand. And, 
you know, it is yep. what it is. It is. And you survive, you know, so if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to build an online presence or I'm trying to build my brand. And like, I'm worried that like someone's going to call me out or I'm going to get some of that, like more like hater or trollish type stuff. Like you probably will at some point, you probably will, if people, you know, on some level resonate with what you're doing, you will get that. And it always is interesting to me, you know, it's whenever we have a sensitivity, like something can feel really big, but when we don't have a sensitivity, it just like rolls right off of us. Right. So if someone like sent you a text message or sent you a message on Instagram was like, Dan, you're a fucking bitch. You probably wouldn't, you wouldn't even like, cause you just know that's not true. Yep. Right. Like you, like, so you'd be like, LOL. Okay, bro. Right. Like it just would not even be a thing. So yes, if you are like sensitive about getting that stuff, you're probably going to get it more than the average person because that's where your sensitivity lies, you know? And so recognizing it again, we've talked about this in the past, like intellectual understanding, this person is a stranger on the internet, right? Intellectually, we can know that, but we still get the emotional hit. We still get the trigger. We still get the emotional hit and we still have to work through that. I don't care if it's someone that you, you know, like your best friend or a family member or a stranger on the internet, it's always good personal development for us. And, you know, you took your time, you worked through it, you came out on the other side and you're like, yeah, fuck this person, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah. Work through all of that inner work first. And at the end of the day, didn't even send her the message. It was all for you. Yep. Yep. It's so true. I don't know. I love it. It's a, it is a good lesson and a good reminder. And yep. it's, and it's, I had to laugh too, because I always think back to when you had Pip and you had this story of you were just insecure about your dog, like behaving because you hadn't had a dog before and a guy called you out about your dog not behaving on a leash. And I was like, I've had dogs my whole life and nobody's ever, and I've had dogs be assholes on a leash. Nobody had ever yelled at me for my dogs and not behaving on a leash, but I'd never been insecure about it. And I was, I said, you know, Jill is exactly why, cause you were so worried about it. You got the called out. And that's exactly the same reason I got this message too, is exactly the thing that I thought somebody would do or it's say. It's so funny. Yeah. And yeah. I've never gotten that comment since. <laughs> yeah. Why did it happen to happen when the very first week I got my dog, you know, it's so <laughs> ironic, but like also not. Yeah. Um, and who does that? Right. Like, totally. Like, no, it's so funny. Totally. Yeah. It's always just good to remind yourself that like, I don't know, I'm not a big, like this is happens for a reason, but I do believe that we, we do attract the things that we have insecurities around. Yeah. We do attract the things that are sent our sensitivities or we just notice them, you know, like we just maybe wouldn't notice something that was that would be offensive to someone else, but to us, it's nothing because it's not even like on our radar. Yeah. You know, now it was like, oh, you're, you know, dog's walking out in front of you or something like that. I'd be like, yeah, she's, I don't know what to tell you. She's just <laughs> wild. You're like, <laughs> like, you know what? She's fucking wild. I don't know. <laughs> you're like, it's not my fault. So no, here we go. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Anyway, yeah, I'm curious to, as you know, if anybody's had similar things, um, you know, doing something that you were nervous about doing, and then you got some backlash and, and, and you did survived you, it. yeah, did you survive or did you stop? Cause I, I did have that for a moment go, shit, I should just pull this down. But then I didn't, and I was glad I didn't. So here we are. Yep, here yeah. We are. Can 2020 just please fucking end? That'd be I great. Know, the longest decade of my life. 2020 has been the longest decade of my life. <laughs> All right, right y'all. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.